Praise the Lord. This is Evangel Julius Adeomi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. Today, I want to talk on the on the faith that the Lord Jesus Christ showed to us that He is the resurrection and the life. And what does that really mean? I want to give some teaching on that. Let's open to the Gospel of John chapter 11. And we'll pick up this story of the raising up of Lazarus. And I pray that the Lord will give us some insight in this. And some faith. Because it takes faith to walk with God. And the Lord meant it when he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. You see that in the Gospel of John chapter 8, verse 51. Verily, verily, I say unto you, If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Now, the reason why this is an important message for this our generation is because we need the faith to overcome death i say that again this is the end time and without faith it is impossible to please the lord we need the faith to overcome death remember the bible said christ must reign until he has put all enemies under his feet and the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. In all the seasons I have been talking about the will of our Father, God, our Father's will. The Father's will is that this, the, the Lord said unto my Lord in Psalm 110, verse 1. The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. That was referring to the Messiah the Christ that he ascended up to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God but remember we are the body of Christ so when the Lord said to my Lord sit down at my right and the Lord is actually prophesying through the mouth of King David that the church which is the body of Christ will sit with Christ at his right hand until he has made the enemies of human beings our footstool and the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death that physical death people always think uh, when it when the lord talk about death he's talking about spiritual death no not just spiritual death now even if you say spiritual death is what he was mentioning look at that particular one where he said the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death now that you should know that he's talking about physical death there. Why not? Why do you say he's talking about physical death? Because we that are saints of the Most High God, we have already passed from death unto life. We have already overcome spiritual death by the bound again experience. Now, but physical death is the enemy that human beings, saints of the Most High God, have not overcome yet. And God says, sit down at my right hand, which means Christ, who has overcome all things, who actually resurrected himself, He's still sitting at his right hand until what? Until his enemies are put at his feet. Not the feet of Christ, the Messiah, but at the feet of Christ, the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ on the feet of the church. So, which means, until we, the body of Christ, put the death itself under our feet and subdue death, that's when the work of the Lord is done. That's the work when the work of the Father is done. He says, sit down at my right hand and make thy enemies thy footstool. So the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death, which means at this end time, we must get the faith to overcome death. 
That is when the rapture can take place because the Bible said, We that are alive and remain shall be caught up with them that are resurrected to go and meet the Lord in the air. When that happens, we that are alive and remain that are caught up, we never die anymore. But we better have the faith to overcome death before that occurs. Because this part of God said, without faith, it is impossible to please the Father. It is our faith that will catapult us to the fullness of the stature of Christ, that will make us get that glory that we want the Father is going to give to us in changing our body. But we've got to have the faith. So faith comes by hearing. That's why he's telling me to preach this over and over and over again. And I will continue to preach it as long as the Lord gives me the wisdom and the understanding. He is telling them, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see that he is. The Lord is telling us that he is the one that has the power that can keep any individual. Now this is not a generality thing. Any individual alive like he took Enoch away and is still alive in the spiritual body, glorified body. And he took Elijah away in the chariot of fire and he is still alive in his glorified body somewhere because is God that can do those things. He's telling them, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see them. It's an individual thing. The individual have to be ready to, to walk with him like Enoch of old. The Bible said, Enoch walked with God and it was not for God took him. So if we walk with God the same way, we believe God, the Lord Jesus Christ can do the same thing for us. That's what he's saying. This is the, he's claiming this authority and power that he has it. Verse 52, then said the Jews unto him, Now we know that thou hast a devil, Abraham is dead, and the prophets, and thou sayest, If a man keep my say, he shall never taste of death. Are thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets are dead? Who makest thou thyself? And he said unto them, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that is your God. Now he simply just said, God that you say your God is my father. And they didn't believe that he is the Messiah. So they were not going to be able to accept whatever he say here. I'm just pointing to this Bible but to make you to see that the Lord Jesus Christ we are following is the Lord of all. He is the creator of all things. And he's able to keep us alive. And we have to believe that. That is the faith that you overcome death. Because we believe that he has power over death. He has already shown it to us. He resurrected himself. But we have to believe that he has promised, promised that if we walk with him and keep his saying, like he said here, that we shall never see death. It is faith in his word. Faith in his power. Faith in his declaration. That we keep us believing and walking with him and not afraid of death. The Bible said, they that are with Christ in the... the, the, the the army of heaven that are with Christ, they are called, they are chosen, and they are faithful. And that was also said in Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, that we overcame the dragon by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of our testimony, and that we love not our lives unto the death. So there is confidence that we know that he has already conquered death, and we know that he has power over death. And that's why we love not our life unto the dead, because we are not afraid of death. Because that was the thing the devil used to threaten mankind. Now, what I'm going to, what I'm trying to get to right now is the Gospel of John chapter 11. Let's go to that story of Lazarus, because God revealed more of himself to us in that story. Because he has debated with the Jews and they didn't believe he was the Messiah. They didn't believe he has this power that he is claiming to have. They didn't believe he, he was, he is God. 
how much uh, son of God, how much more to say he is God. They didn't believe he is son of God, how much more to say he is God. But he is claiming these things right before their eyes. They even wanted to stone him. When he said, before Abraham was, I am. They wanted to stone him. Now, because all of those things were going on in that time, he wanted to demonstrate to them his authority over death. Because he said, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. He wanted to demonstrate it for them. So here comes the story where it was really demonstrated by our Lord Jesus Christ. Gospel of John chapter 11. Now, a certain man was sick, named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. Now, they wanted him to either pray from over there or to come and heal him. Verse 4. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Straight away, the Lord Jesus Christ knew that that sickness of Lazarus was a setup. Lazarus and the family were being set up to glorify the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, just like any human being, they were not informed about this setup. Just like Job in the Bible was not informed about the setup between and between the, the confrontation between God and uh, Satan. Job was not informed about it, but he was caught in the middle. This family, Mary and Martha and Lazarus and the other family, they didn't know about this setup. Lazarus just fell sick, and they sent for the Messiah, who was their friend, that they believe in him. That he is the Son of God, that oh, when the Messiah will come, you will be well, you will be well, we will be well. But the Messiah didn't come. The Lord just didn't show up. But Jesus Christ, when he heard it, he knew that this is a setup, or it was a setup to glorify him. So he delayed, he purposely delayed, verse 5. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So it was not like he didn't love them. He loved them. But it was a setup. When he had heard, therefore, that it, he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Then after that, said he to his disciples, Let us go into Judea again. His disciples said unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee. And goes down thither again. I mean, the, uh, the apostles didn't want to go back to that area because the last time they were there, there was strong debate and argument, and they ended up with wanting to stone Jesus. He had to escape from their hands. The disciples didn't want to go there anymore. So that's why they were saying, You want to go there again? They just tried to stone you the last time. And Jesus Christ said, Well, I dare not 12 hours in the day. If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not because he sees the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth because there is no light in him. Then said he to them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth. But I go that I may awake him out of sleep. Well, the Lord Jesus Christ called it a sleep. Because death is, physical death is actually a sleep. If you see anybody that is there, you just see, you look like you have sound asleep and just couldn't wake them up. But when it is dead, the spirit and soul of that person has been taken out of the body and gone somewhere. And the heart has stopped beating. That's what people call death. But they are actually sleeping and just will not wake up. 
And that's why the angel also called it in the book of Daniel that they that sleep in the dust. Because when people are sleeping that they couldn't wake what happened to them. Human beings we have to pack them up and throw them away. That's what the burying of Israel is. But actually it was a sleep. A sleep that they will never wake up. Human beings can't just keep them hanging around. They bury them. But these people are actually somewhere else. Their soul and spirit is carried away into paradise or to hell. And that's why it was called a sleep. As far as God is concerned, they were sleeping. But God is going to wake them up. But see, if they have been thrown away, if their body has been thrown away, God that created that body in the first place will bring it back because they came from just nothing before. Not so. Think of a sperm, a little bubble of liquid, and an egg in the woman that like a, a, a form of bubble of flesh or bubble of uh, uh, like a liquid also. And this pump gets into it and sometimes, sometimes like you mix it or mix it very soon it becomes, it generates bones and flesh and very soon a baby was born and grew and grew back to dust. The same Almighty God that made that happen, He said one day He's going to create another body for them. The same bones, the same bones that were put in the grave or burnt, we, by, by the particles of those bones, we come back together. The compounds, we come back together and form a new body. And then the spirit will come back and enter into them. And it will, when the spirit enters into them, it will still be the same, the same shape of the same person that was buried. God is almighty. We have to fear him and believe in him. Now here is the story. So the Lord told him that finally, he told him that our friend Lazarus sleeped, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. Verse 12. The disciples still couldn't understand. They said, well, if he's sleeping, you will let him alone. He will, he will wake up by himself. But Jesus Christ was talking about physical death. Verse 14, so he had to spell it out for them. Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there. To the intent that ye may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. You see, our Lord Jesus Christ, he knew what he was going to do. His purpose stayed back so that this thing will happen. The death will take place and they will know that he was not involved in anything until he went there. He was going there to go and raise him up. So at least the disciples that were fitting, we believe that he is the almighty God that can do this. When he called a dead man back alive from the grave. Now the other people disciples say, let us also go that we may, that we may die with him. Okay, that was verse 14. Now verse 17. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Which means, by the time the Lord Jesus Christ heard about it, because they were been looking for where, where is this, where were they hiding, where were they doing their revival. They didn't know because they had been gone for, for weeks. Finally, by the time the word came, because they thought that this thing is serious, let's get to him, let's get to the preacher, let's get to the rabbi. Finally got to him, by the time they got to the master, he says, perhaps at that time, maybe that was when they were even burying Lazarus. But the Lord could see in the spirit that where well, it's already gone. He waited two more days. And he said, let us go now. So by the time he got there, maybe it took them another one day of walking, we don't know, maybe two days of walking because we do not know where they were staying when this message came to them. By the time they finally got there, the Lazarus has been buried for four days. For four days. Now, verse 18. 
He said he has been there for four days already. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about fifteen furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. The Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. They believe in healing. They believe he has the power to heal the sick because they have witnessed that and they believe in him. They say, if you have been here, he wouldn't have died, you would have healed him. But now Martha went further, he said, verse 12, 22, but I know that even now, whatsoever thou we ask of God, God will give it thee. That means she has so much confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ as the Messiah. If she believed that she is the Messiah and he has direct access to God the Father, and he can ask anything, God will give it to him. Even, even though the man is dead, he can still do anything right now. He, he, he expressed that. And that is good for Martha to believe that fact. So Jesus Christ said unto him, Thy brother shall rise again. Right? Martha said, Yeah, I know. I believe in the resurrection. I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Now, because they were Pharisees. So she believed that well, there will be resurrection one day. Everybody say, "Where well, he has gone, we will we, we meet him one day in the end." So she said, "I believe that." But Jesus Christ was talking more than just the resurrection at the last day, of course. But step by step, he was leading these people to believe. Martha said, "You well, resurrected at the last day. I believe that." Jesus said unto her in verse twenty-five, "I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me." Though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believeth thou this? Now that is the verse where I am going. This is where actually I am trying to go to. The Lord Jesus Christ was telling Martha who he really is. Because he has said, well I believe there will be resurrection on the last day. And Christ said, I am that resurrection on the last day. That means... Even at that last day that they are talking about, they are waiting for, Jesus Christ said, I am that resurrection. That he is the one that is going to resurrect those people at the last day. He has already said that in John chapter 5, of course. In John chapter 5, let me read that to you, because he has already said to the Jews, but see, they most likely won't understand what he was saying, that he is the resurrection at the last day. He is the one that is going to call the dead, all the dead at the last day. Look at this in Gospel of John chapter 5. Verse 20, he said, when he was describing his authority and his power, marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in the which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. You see, the Lord Jesus Christ has already said that about himself. That he is the one that's going to call all the deads out of the graves, whatever the graves is, in the last day. See, that is the last day he's talking about. And you remember the angel actually prophesied that to Daniel in the, Daniel, the book of Daniel, chapter 12. About verse 4 said, All them that are sleeping in the dust shall wake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt in the in the last day. And that was what the Lord Jesus just told them that it is him. That is going to call them in the last day. The Daniel chapter 12 from verse 2 said, 
and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt that was prophesying that there will be a resurrection at the last day and logically just said it in John chapter 5 that he is the one that is that resurrection that's going to call people at the last day to come back to life all that are in the graves everybody both the good and the bad but there will be one false resurrection which is detailed to us in the book of revelation chapter 20 that there will be a false resurrection for the saints that are still in the grave and they will be resurrected first and taken to heaven but in the end at last day all that are in the graves we hear the voice of the son of god and god said he will call them back alive now this is what the logician was telling martha here after martha said i believe there will be resurrection at the last day christ said i am that resurrection and the life which means even after people are resurrected are they going to die again he said i am the life that's going to keep them alive he that believeth in me though he were dead yet shall he live now that is talking about the resurrection that is those who are resurrected and they believe in christ they will live again on this planet even they will a 1000 year reign of christ on earth this is also covering that but he went further he was not just talking about resurrection now in verse 20 he said whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die now that is now telling them the same thing that he told the jews in john chapter 8 verse 51 that is if you believe in me in him and you are living you shall never die that is he has the power to keep you alive and never die physically also you say well, say, well he's talking about spiritual death well you already said spiritual we already passed from death unto life when we believe in him but he's telling that he has power to even keep anybody alive that's why he put believe it thou this at the end of that verse believe it thou this is now the individual believing about his power to keep us physically alive you have to believe he has the power to keep you physically alive that if you walk with him he has the power to keep you physically alive that is why he put believe it thou this at the end of that verse verse 26 of john chapter 11. he said whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die believe thou this he was not talking about spiritual death here in that particular sentence that sentence was not talking about spiritual death why because if he resurrected them they have they have they are and they are believing in him that's the first verse 25 they that believe in him he said if they are dead they shall live that means they are not spiritually dead they are going to be alive again because they believe in him now he went forward and said if you are alive and believe in me you will never die if you believe believe thou this now you have to individually believe that he has the power to keep you alive physically to claim that promise that's what i'm trying to point out to us and he has said you have to walk with him let's go to hebrews chapter 11 and see how it was described to us our predecessor enoch that god gave him that privilege this is a privilege it is not a it's not given to everybody it's not a freely given thing it's a privilege you have to say can i be one of them to enjoy that privilege in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5 by faith enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because god has translated him for before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased god 
But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. My friend, that is the key. We must diligently seek Him. Diligently seek Him. Diligently seek Him. Like the Bible said, for before the translation of Enoch, he had this testimony that he pleased God. So we have to please God the Father. We have to walk with God the Father. Can two walk together except they be agreed? That is our challenge. We must agree with our Father God and we must follow his precepts and we must live for him. Then we must keep his saying, like the Lord Jesus Christ said, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see that. And that is what we have to ask him in prayer and ask him to help us and continue to work with him and please the Father so that we can, we are diligently seeking him so that we shall never see that. My friend, this is the promise of God for, for us at this end time. If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. And I will go again. Let me show to you another example here to prove to us that the Lord Jesus Christ he has demonstrated in, in John chapter 5. Let's go back to that John chapter 5. Every promise that the Lord declare about himself at the same time, he has, he, the sons of God will enjoy some of these benefits. This is just part of what we have preached when we talk about the Father's will. The Father's will is for we sons of God, to, for all of us to come to the fullness of the stature of Christ, to come to the knowledge of the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, and so that we can become sons of God also. And when we become sons of God, the privileges that we will enjoy, the Lord Jesus actually demonstrated it and it showed to us in John chapter 5. The privileges that we have when we be, that we will have when we become sons of God, when we come to the fullness of the stature of Christ. Here is some, some of them. Remember, when the Lord Jesus Christ was walking upon the earth, the Bible said, they said, even the Lord Jesus Christ's garment, when they touched him, virtue was coming out of him to heal them. What is that virtue that was coming out of him? This is what he said about that. In John chapter 5, from verse 21, he said, For as the Father raised up the dead and quickened them, even so the Son quickened whom he will. Now, the quickening anointing, I call it anointing, the quickening spirit is what we are talking about here. And he went further and said, As the Father has life in himself, so has he given to the Son to have life in himself. That life is the quickening light, the anointing, almost like an electronic shock that is issuing out of him to heal the people. I call it like electronic signal, like electronic waves. That when they were flocking him to touch him, it was the fire of anointing of the Holy Ghost coming from him that is healing the people. And what he called it, he called it life. That is verse 26. For as the Father has life in himself, 
So has he given to the son to have life in himself. And has given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the son of man. Now that life in him is the virtue that was coming out of him when they touched him with, by faith now. Not just who are just grabbing him for, for, for no reason. But those who are touching him by faith, faith pulls that life. Faith pulls that virtue. And that life is, he says he has the life in himself that is healing them. And the Lord showed this that at the time when the, when the sons of God shall arrive for the fullness of the church of Christ, the Father will encapsulate himself in we, the sons of God. We will be encapsulated completely by the Father, the, the Father Spirit himself. Because he said they are sons of God. We come to that sonship. And just like the Father has granted to the Son to have life, He has is granted to the sons to have life. And that life will be the Father in us that will be issued for people who touch with sons of God and that virtue also will come out of us to heal them like He did the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. That is what He is telling us here. And that is the what God is waiting for, for us to come to that fullness of the statue of Christ and be as Christ. And he can then come and encapsulate and envelop us. That is the Father enveloping us. And this is what we are waiting for. And this is why we have to submit ourselves, yield our body as a living sacrifice unto God. And those that yield their body to the Father, to the Holy Ghost, and come to that fullness of the Church of Christ first, are called the first fruits that he is waiting for. In the book of Revelation chapter 14 verse 1, they follow the Lamb wherever he goes. This is the first fruit of the God. And God is waiting for that. And we must come to that fullness quickly. And I pray that the Lord will give you understanding so that you can also aspire to the goal of overcomers by fasting, by praying, by living for Him and separate yourself from sin. Sanctify yourself and sanctify the Lord in your heart. And praise Him regularly. Praising the Lord is part of what we give you the anointing. And I pray that the Lord will give you more insight and understanding. This has been Gospel Distribution Ministry. Write to Evangelist Julius, Post Office Box 71027, Phoenix, Arizona, 85050. On the internet, you can read our literature and listen to some of these sermons again. Gospeldistribution.org Gospeldistribution.org And send us emails from that internet and we shall send you some extra. God bless you.